there's a um fascinating book. Um, I guess you would put it in hermeneutics. It's called Misreading Scriptures with Western Eyes. Yeah. And then uh, right before he passed, Robbie Zacharias and Abu Murray, they just released a book reading the scriptures, I think, with Eastern eyes. And so we have to remove the labels of um, empiricalism, you know, white empiricalism, uh, the, all the filters, uh, John Calvin, Martin Luther. We got to, we, you know, I, uh, Dr. Heiser always talks about, you know, getting, getting rid of those filters. Let's get back to the biblical text itself. Um, one brother said, well, point out to me one white person that wrote a book. I mean, maybe probably Luke, but you had John Mark, who was, uh, was Cyrene, uh, was president of Libya, you know. You had, uh, Jesus would have been brown skin, you know, maybe probably my complexion a little bit lighter than me, you know, thicker hair, um, what uh, the historian, ancient historian Paul Meyer would say, you I mean, he was Galilean, you know, he had a twang, almost how we have, we have our own dialect amongst our people, you know, 2,000 years from now, you're going to have to have a, a um, space in your lexicon to, to find out certain urban uses of words, you know? And so, you know, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you right there. I mean, that's, that's the truth, bro. I mean, um, you know, how we have to, especially it's sad, man, as, I don't know, as black folk, how we have to have a separate identity in our mm. place of, business you know and at home it's you know we we straight chill at the cookout it's we can be who we want to be because we're afraid at work we're playing into that stigma of oh that's Shanika you know she's loud and obnoxious or he's this and he's that he wants to be violent and you know um for instance um in high school one of my best or my best friend he was he was accused of being a drug dealer because we talked we supposedly talked in code you know, a, a, a word around the Richmond area is jank, you know, and jank can be applied to anything, you know, like any type of thing or, you know, right. man, that Jane over there, that you're on fire, you know, and we know what we're talking about, but right. you know what I'm saying? So it's that we have to be something who we're not, you know what I'm saying? So I, I understand that as far as that. I never seen that with that, with that period. That's interesting. I'm gonna have to go back and just study on that. I mean, hey, after so I, as I tell people all the time, you have to constantly understand and be familiar with your own narrative, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. able to know how you view the narrative of others. Mm-hmm. And in this country, in particular, I, I think we missed that white people wrote the narrative. To, to the victor goes the spoil in the narrative, mm-hmm. and so colonists wrote the narrative. Mm-hmm. That's why George Washington can own slaves and look like a hero at the American Revolution. Exactly. That's why when we, when we you know, they were more anti-heroes than heroes. They were all Deadpools. Mm-hmm. You know, they, <laughs> they did whatever was oh most God. advantageous at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Think about it. In 1776, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator by certain unalienable rights. Um, First of which would be life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That was written while people owned slaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those slaves could not be people. They couldn't have souls. It's like when people say, this is a white man's religion. Really? Because he thought you didn't have a soul. Mm. And, and wouldn't share the gospel with you. And communicated that he wouldn't let you read. I mean, mm-hmm. if he really wanted you to be saved, why would he do all of that? So that right. don't matter. Beyond that, let me just say this. When you think about that, 
that same rhetoric is what Abraham Lincoln, the Republican president, used to set him free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He used the same exact statement to set slaves free as was used to set American people free. Right, right. While they had slaves. So semantics is huge and important, and most of us don't even know that we are being won to a Christianity that is white before it's Christian. But that's not new. Mm. When you Mm. look at Acts chapter 15, the Jerusalem Council, the conversation is, these people say they say, but do they need to be circumcised? It was basically like they were like, in order for you to be saved, you first must become Jewish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about the, the, the discrepancy in Acts chapter 7 between the Jews who spoke Hebrew and the Jews who spoke Greek, I mean, there was already division in the early church. And so it's not like these concepts of division are new. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fact is, this is another thing I'm communicating to people. So Acts chapter 11, God says of the people who are building a tower in Babel, hey, they are of one common language and they're of one purpose. There's nothing they won't be able to do. God confounds the languages. He makes the uh, languages different. Well, what's interesting about that is Acts chapter 2, what we call the birthplace of the church, but I just want to remind you, Jesus talked about the church in Matthew 16, well before the birthplace of the church. So even that that narrative doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Let me me give you one more just for the fun of it. We talk about parachurch organizations. Parachurch ain't in scripture. So we've created that. We talk about Mm -hmm. unreal people groups, but the Bible says that there is not a, uh, Paul says in Romans chapter 10 after verse 17, where we normally stop. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Mm-hmm. He says, have they not heard? Of course they did. Mm. So, so Paul communicates in Romans chapter 1 and in chapter 10, everybody's heard and they're without excuse. Mm-hmm. Understand, we shape the narrative by using these words and these semantics. So as I was saying with the Jerusalem Council and with everything else, they wanted to make them Jewish first before they wanted to make them believers. And so if we don't know that we've received a narrative from a majority culture perspective that doesn't see that the scripture is written to marginalized people, mm-hmm. then it's going to be hard for us to understand the passages of scripture. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's good. It oh, is. Me, I'm sorry. Let me, let me finish with Babel because I, I didn't finish with Babel. So Babel then, God confounds languages, Acts chapter 2, birthplace of the church. <laughs> birthplace of the church even though jesus already said uh upon this rock i'll build my church the gate to hell won't prevail against it and there was already a gathering a collective and ecclesia of people ecclesiastes anyway mm-hmm. um god reverses Babel. yes yes mm-hmm. uh, yes sir gives us the languages again the yep. language mm-hmm. now we can be one jesus prayed for us to be one god calls us to be one mm-hmm. paul says that the mystery of the gospel is that the jews and the gentiles are grafted in together and yet still if we are not one now with the holy spirit salvation happening jesus praying for it god reversing Babel. who's responsible for our lack of unity mm. Mm. Some, somebody said gun Come challenge. On. Come on. <laughs> what we said in football practice, a uh, gut check. When we heard gut check, you're like, oh, man. Absolutely. Mm. So as we address majority culture, mm-hmm. Jesus, I, I, I keep reminding people, Jesus wasn't speaking to Rome to try to change the system of oppression and political system. Now, somebody's mm-hmm. going to hear that and go, Pope saying give up and not talk to power. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he knew what mm-hmm. many of us missed. 
-hmm. The problem was with God's people. Mm -hmm. Remember, they enslaved in the name of Christianity. Birth of a nation was made in connection with the Ku Klux Klan, who in the name of Jesus mm -hmm. believed in manifest destiny and believed that they were supposed to continue to spread and take over people in the name of Christianity. Native mm -hmm. Americans were wiped out, called savages and idolaters. Mm -hmm. The church was the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and let me remind people, it wasn't that the actual invisible church, God's people, were the problem. Just as First John says, they crept in mm -hmm. like unawares, unbeknownst to us. What does Paul say to the Ephesian church in Acts? I know that when I leave, ravenous wolves are coming in. Mm -hmm. and, and what we need to understand is just because somebody says they saved doesn't mean that they are. You know them by their fruits, Matthew chapter 7. Not everybody who comes right. to this Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom. And so we mm -hmm. need to understand those people, very people, who said they were in the name of Christianity doing these things may not have been saved. And mm -hmm. I would argue from scripture, because John says, if you hate your brother whom you see and, and say you love God, Boom. you don't say you can't, you can't. That That's not right. what we talk about. You, you, so, you're walking in darkness, according to John. Darkness, he yeah. says, and do, not the tr and do not practice the truth, he says. And so mm -hmm. if that's the truth, Oh, I, I guess people think that Jesus just met people in the first century in Matthew 7. I mm. guess they don't think it's some people sitting in pews right now, in pulpits right now, people who are tweeting Black Lives Matter right now, people who are tweeting All Lives Matter right now, and, and yet all of them say that they say, it's a bunch of them. Narrow gate is what Matthew 7 says. It's a bunch of them that's going to stand there. If you will argue with Almighty God on Judgment Day, mm. <laughs> you, telling you, you, won't, you telling me you won't argue with me now? No, I know Jesus. All right. The question is not, do you know him? The question is, does he know you? Mm. You remember the seven sons of Sceva? All we know, yeah. Jesus we know. Who are you? We don't know you. Wow. So I think if we are strategic about engaging our own narrative, we begin to see where it has been tainted by uh, majority culture individuals who were doing their best to rehearse the narrative that they have been told, taught mm. and now treasure, even though that narrative itself was false. I got to say this. I know, I, I know we, we, we talk about time and stuff in the chat. Uh, this is what I'm posting right now. I posted on my story by accident this morning. It was supposed to be a post, but imagine <laughs> you grow up believing in Santa Claus, gentlemen. Either mm -hmm. one of y'all grow up believing in Santa Claus? Mm -hmm. Kind of, sort of. All right, cool. You say kind of, sort of, probably because you like me. When you grow up in the country, yeah. I grew up in the country, so Santa Claus don't visit no country. Your parents go ahead and let you know. Them checks ain't coming in like we thought we was. Ain't no bonus. You ain't getting nothing. It's Hello. <laughs> Hello. So Miracle on 34th Street never came to Pocket Road when I was a kid. <laughs> so I, I tell people this. I, I said this yesterday. Imagine how devastating it is for some people to find out that Santa Claus is not real at age 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you have to wrestle with, man, my parents lied, my grandparents lied, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, my friends, friends of the family, people at school, people at church. Mm -mm. Everybody's lied to me. The way that they told a story didn't happen. And what will they say? Ah, oh, it's just a tradition. But it ain't true, though. Mm -hmm. But it's got some truth to it because St. Nicholas was a real man. Mm -hmm. And so what ends up happening is people then find out that the story, the way they believe it is not true. They're not quite sure who to trust and they're not quite sure how to trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I need people to recognize is, can you imagine finding out Santa Claus is not real when you're 40? Mm. I mean, you would do everything you could to keep that narrative alive. Mm 
Because you don't want to have to go back over 40 years and go, oh, my goodness, look at how many people lied to me and let me live living a lie. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on with some people right now in racism. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come racism on. Racism is like Santa Claus. For mm-hmm. them, it's like, this ain't real. This ain't ha- happening. And right now, they're coming to – I recognize I just switched that. But I'm saying right now, they're coming to the reality that, oh, this is a real thing. Right, mm-hmm. right. Like, and, and I'm not saying Santa Claus is real. What I'm also saying is they are now coming to grips with the narrative they've always believed is that it's not real, just like the narrative somebody else believes is Santa is real. And then you have to come to grips with the fact that he's not. They're coming to grips with the fact that, no, this is legit. So do you think – that's the progression. My bad. Do you think is that's good. we're starting to see more folks come out now that are non-black because, just like you said, we're starting to see it real. Is that why we have – more protests today as opposed to Trayvon Martin, um, Michael Brown, or the Breonna Taylors, um, you know, um, is that, do you think that might be the reason why we're seeing more folks come out? You know, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, Trevor. Okay. I praise praise God that it's happening. I really don't care what the reason is. I care that in Richmond, they're taken down these Confederate statues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear that the Minnesota state, uh, Minnesota uh, uh, as a state is suing the state police. That's what I care. I care that we are at the legislative level. Mm-hmm. I need people to understand most of these rogue police officers doing things. And, and let's not, it ain't just police officers. The McMichael, the McMichaels, the son wasn't a police officer. The dad was retired from the force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amy Cooper wasn't a police officer. So systemic oppression is, is, is across. But at the end of the day, I don't really care why people are standing up. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that they are, and I'm happy that things are changing. Mm-hmm. My challenge to the church is do not be comfortable being a white indentured servant. Mm. And people go, what do you mean by that? Well, at the end of the Reconstruction era, indeed, during the Reconstruction era even, those white indentured servants that were not as wealthy as slave owners, but were identified more with the black freed slaves mm-hmm. beyond the Emancipation Proclamation, a white slave owner said, hey, if we don't create something, mm-hmm. if they band together, mm-hmm. there's really nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. So in connection with the Ku Klux Klan, these white slave owners created Birth of a Nation, which I'm sure you've heard about, that was mm-hmm. uh, a propaganda that communicated blacks are deadly, they're dangerous, they're, they're savages, they'll rape your women, they'll, they'll take your land, don't let them live. And, and the end of that movie culminates in this white man in blackface getting hanged by the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. That was fed to those white indentured slave owners, those white indentured servants, because they needed to create some delineation. So it's basically like, this is the white slave owner who's wealthy. This is the white indentured servant. This is the black person. So it's like, hey, we might not be them, but we better than them over there. And they look like us, so we wow. might need to get there. We right, need right, the church right. to recognize that, that, that the world is not going to give us a justice that didn't come from God. Mm. So, so God is the only one who really has justice. Mm-hmm. So even if I can go to, I know this ain't going to sound all the way uh, black, But if I can go to the store, listen to me carefully, if I can go to the store and I don't have the threat of violence against me, while that's great, if they begin to infringe upon me being a believer, then I would rather have the oppression. Mm -hmm. I know that that don't sound all the way black, but Mm -hmm. I need people to understand unjust suffering has Mm -hmm. always been the biblical narrative. Mm -hmm. And it's always what's created change. They could not figure out why Martin Luther King Jr. wasn't fighting back. It Mm -hmm. didn't make sense. 
and became the vantage point, the platform from which the gospel could actually be communicated in a way that made sense. And when I say made sense, it didn't. Mm -hmm. It was offensive. Mm -hmm. It was for people to recognize we're beating on them. We're doing everything we can, and we can't get them to stop peacefully protesting. We can't incite them to a place where they're willing to be violent back. Mm -hmm. When you do that, you look like the aggressor, and you look like the one that's in the wrong, no matter how you paint the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more so what we're seeing with this George Floyd case. Mm-hmm. I think what people are seeing with this Amy Cooper case is, wow, she knew to do that. How did she know to do that? Right, right. What, what she wanted to happen to Christian Cooper happened to George Floyd. How does she know that? Well, because she's been raised in a system mm-hmm. that has told her the police are safe for her, but not for everybody else. Mm. Man. The it's church movies. stand up, fellas. The church. Crazy. <laughs> Jesus spoke to the to the Jews. Jesus spoke to God's people. Mm-hmm. He was not trying to tear down Rome. Mm-hmm. That's why, think about that. That's why they said, will you establish your kingdom? He didn't rose from the dead, man. And they still going, will you establish your kingdom now? Because they want to see the succession of suffering on a geopolitical sphere. When mm-hmm. Jesus is like, nah, man, but I tell you what, you'll receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. So to, to the black Christians who are battling between, you know, I, because I, I've, I've seen it myself, um, and I, I think even, even within and internally in myself, I battle with it too. I understand the, the, the pain that you're going through. I, I, I completely get it. Um, but then I, I question in my mind, where's the line drawn, especially as a Christian? Where is right. that line drawn? You know, how do we how do we resonate with, you know, our people, you know, some of our people either have or are non-black, but some of our people are out there, they're writing, they're doing these things. But, you know, I feel like it's wrong. But then my blackness is telling me, no, that's OK. <laughs> that's right. You know, and then so is every other black person on Facebook, mm-hmm. on social media, you mm-hmm. know, call my phone, text me saying, like, you can't say that's wrong. You can't say what they're doing is wrong. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, but my Christian side, you know, my Christian point of view, my Christian world view is telling me, I, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, engage that situation? How, how do we navigate that situation? Yeah, brother, what you're talking about is the identity crisis I just mentioned. And when you find out that Santa Claus is not real. Mm. As a black man uh, in America, if I find my identity in my blackness, I must understand that my blackness is a blackness that whiteness created. I didn't come up with the term black. Mm -hmm. I didn't come up with what blackness means. Mm -hmm. So in the gospel, I find that I am a Christian first. And even Christian was a term that was used in Antioch, the place where right. Paul and Peter contended to the face. They were first called Christians at Antioch. And I, and I just wonder if people saw why these Greeks and these Jews together. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, they acting like they acting like Christ. That's the that's the one that they live after. And they so they start calling them Christian. I must find that I am first a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it something that we say your personal Lord and Savior because we live in an individualistic culture? That wouldn't have made sense to Mm -hmm. anybody else because it would have been uh, the Lord and Savior who has grafted you into his family. And that's the way Paul writes. He's not talking about your personal Lord and Savior. Even though I'm not saying that that's wrong to say, I'm just saying 
those words kind of shape the narrative, don't they? Mm-hmm. And so what I think through is I'm a Christian first. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian man, I cannot discard the words of Jesus before I embrace the words of MLK, Malcolm mm-hmm. X, uh, Brian Stevenson, Cornell West, James Farmer, Roy Wilkins, mm-hmm. name whoever you would like, uh, Tom Skinner. God bless all of these men. Dr. Tony Evans. I love Dr. Tony Evans, but they're not the scriptures. Amen. Amen. So I must first, anybody who would go, hey, no more uh, of this turning the other cheek. I ain't doing that. Well, then I hope you recognize it ain't the white people you're fighting, but it's Jesus at that point. Amen. That's what he yep. said to do. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. led in that. He was the model of unfair, unjust treatment. The Romans had no reason to kill him. They had no interest in killing him. Mm-hmm. Fact right. is, I tell people all the time, when you really understand the biblical narrative, people act like it was Jesus standing in front of the president. That ain't how that was. No, no, no. Exactly. Jesus was basically in his county, right? And, and Pilate <laughs> is is more like somebody who would be a a, a, a legislator or a senator or or maybe somebody that's like a a, a a governor even. Even still, that ain't national Rome attention. Mm-hmm. And so he gets beat on it. And why did why did, why does Pilate ultimately kill him? Because they appeal, his own people appeal to power. Hey, mm-hmm. if you don't do this, you're not a friend of Caesar's. Anybody who makes him a king, like, and so that's what really incites Pilate against him. So what I tell people is, I'm a Christian first. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, I must filter all that I'm seeing through a biblical lens. So when people riot, I first understand there is a difference to me between a riot and a rebellion, civil unrest. Mm-hmm. When you begin to damage other people's property, that's not treating people the way that you want to be treated. Unless, right, right unless uh, you are doing so like Jesus did in the temple. Mm-hmm. That was a riot. If what people call it, just, that's what Jesus did in the temple. He went in and turned over the tables. The Bible says he fashioned a whip mm-hmm. and he drove out the money changers. But it wasn't really a riot. It was spiritual unrest. It was, you have now taken God's kingdom and made it more about human things, and that's not right. Mm-hmm. No different than when Moses comes down off the mountain and he says, hey, whoever's on the Lord's side, basically raise your hand. And then they take the sword and they kill folk. Exactly. And there are people who go, well, they're rioting. Uh, before you do that, I need you to understand that the biblical narrative has to be seen through and through. Mm-hmm. There is a difference between civil unrest, rebellion, um, against that, which is wrong, a rebellion against injustice, right? If I'm in China, I am going to rebel against the Chinese government and actually proclaim the gospel because that's what I'm commissioned to do by God. Peter and John said, y'all judge whether or not we should obey you or, or, or God. And they continued to preach in the name that they were just expressly forgetting to preach, forbidden to preach in. So if somebody says, Pope condone rioting. No, 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 no. Pope is communicating that when we see writing, let's define terms and let's understand that, that, that when, you let, when you let somebody go four days without arrest, you are communicating to people that they will not get justice. Mm-hmm. When those people then peacefully protest and you communicate to them that you're not interested in what they got to say, they do the same thing that the Boston Tea Party did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so again, if we're going to call it a riot, I'm cool with calling it a riot. I'm cool with calling the Boston Tea Party a riot. I'm cool with calling the American Revolution the American Revolt. I am not saying everything that happened was right. I do not condone John Brown killing people. I do not condone 
damaging people's property by any stretch of the imagination because that's not treating people the way that I would desire to be treated. Mm -hmm. That's the way I have to frame that. That's not loving them. That's not unjustly suffering the way that First Peter tells us to unjustly suffer. Remember, Jesus did it to his people. Jesus was not rioting against Rome. He was rioting with his own people, right, who had made God's kingdom about mm -hmm. their agenda. Right. Not, he said, you turn my father's house into a den of thieves. And so all of that said, man, I, I, I have to be conscious of, like Martin Luther King said, I have to be conscious of they were not heard and their needs were not met. Mm -hmm. That does not condone uh, what they did, but I certainly understand what they did. And mm -hmm. if we're going to be consistent, we need to be, if we're okay with the Boston Tea Party, being a political protest, even though it was a riot that mm -hmm. ended at $1.7 million of property damage, then we need to do the same here. I just want to be consistent in the narrative. If both of them are riots, both of them are riots. I'm not saying what they did was right. I'm just saying what they did moved things forward. The problem is anytime you move things forward by force, you're moving things forward by force. Mm. And what you're, what you're sowing, you're going to reap. Mm -hmm. And so I need people to understand, I can force people to do right. But the gospel was never about behavior modification to begin with. Mm -hmm. That's why we unjustly yeah. suffer. And it ain't popular and it ain't black, but it never was meant to be. Mm -hmm. The show is saved and biblical, though. And that's when I stand in front of God, he's not going to ask me whether I tweeted about Black Lives Matter. Right. He's going to look at whether or not I love people and whether or not I obeyed his word. That's all I got to go on. You mm -hmm. want to go and do what the world is saying? Hey, be my guest. But Matthew 7 might apply to you. Mm. That's good. Mm. Let me ask. Um, so, with reconciliation, um, what's a good starting point? Would it be conversation? I need you to come out here and march with me to show me that you really mean what you mean. How how do how can we get started with that? Let's 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 do this biblically. Let's mm -hmm. let's take it with the biblical narrative because that's the best way to do it. Reconciliation is a process that first involves confession. Mm -hmm. The reason it's called reconciliation is because two parties have been broken. Right. And so first confession needs to happen. Before a person can get saved, they first need to confess that they are a sinner separated from God and have broken his heart and therefore justly deserve damnation to hell. Mm -hmm. Then there has to be a, a confession. The Greek word for confession in the New Testament is homologia. It means same word. That means you agree with God, what he already knows, but you didn't have to agree with your brother, what he already knows, what she already knows, your sister. So if reconciliation is to happen, there first must be a confession of our sin, but then a confession of God's holiness, Christ's righteousness, Christ's forgiving, sustaining power through the cross. Mm -hmm. Beyond reconciliation, then, forgiveness needs to happen. Mm -hmm. That means I must be released of the debt. God must justify me and release me of the debt that I owe because of my sin. He must declare me not guilty. He must sanctify me then and set me apart. He must glorify me then and place upon me the same opinion he has of his son in order that when he looks at me, he sees the blood of his son. Mm -hmm. 
Beyond forgiveness, then, remember we talk about reconciliation. There's a reconciliation right. that happens. There's a confession that happens. Uh, inside of that confession is repentance. I turn from my sin. I turn to Christ. Uh, and then there is a, a justification, a sanctification, a glorification. But what we don't want to forget is the trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God then allows me an investment of his spirit to be able to be one with him and one with his family. Mm -hmm. So if somebody asks, what should reconciliation look like ethnically? Well, first of all, there has to be a confession. Mm -hmm. We have to agree about what the problem is. Agree with God, what he already knows, call sin what it is. We have to agree with one another what we already know. We have to then repent. We have to turn from that sin and turn toward uh, Christ to heal us from our brokenness and see what he has created. Now, again, I'm going to go ahead and be real. I cannot reconcile with somebody who's not a believer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not, not biblical reconciliation, just like there can be no biblical justice right. uh, without Christ being paramount in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So that said, if I'm to see reconciliation with brothers in the faith, there has to be a, a confession. There has to be a repentance from where they uh, sin. They have to then sh keep, uh, have fruits in keeping with repentance, as John the Baptist says, that is shown in their agreement mm -hmm. from where they've broken things. And so then there has to be a justification. They declare me not guilty. They see me equal. Mm -hmm. Not the same. Two plus two equals four. Three mm -hmm. plus one equals four. They're equal. They're not the same. They mm -hmm. see me as equals. Right. None of this, none of this, I don't see color. None of this, I'm colorblind. None of this, I only see tulips when I look at a garden. None of this, I only see Caesar salad when I look at the salad bowl. <laughs> no, I see the beets. I see the edamame. I see the, right. the, the soybeans. I see the, the, the broccoli stuff that I don't need, necessarily want to eat, but I'm willing to try it because I, I want to jump in the shoes of my brother. Right. There has to be a sanctification piece where we are cleansed of our history, but we're able to tell the narrative appropriately. Right. There is a, a glorification where the opinion has now changed, where I see my brother like I'm seeing Christ. Isn't that what, uh, what happens in Philemon, what Paul tells Onesimus? Mm -hmm. Hey, you're not going to receive him as a slave. You can receive him as a brother. Right. Mm -hmm. And not only a brother, but a brother in the faith who's now useful to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if that's the case, we need to be very strategic about doing all of that same process in order that we might trust, in order that might be investment of spirit, familiarity, intimacy, and time, in order right. that it might be uh, somebody who's able to say, no, I hear your story. I understand your narrative. Thank you. I see where you are. I, I see your color. And I believe it's beautiful. And I want to invest in that narrative. Let's share narratives. Where did you come from? Mm -hmm. How did you get here? Mm -hmm. How has your walk with the Lord brought you more clarity about who he is and who he says you are? And we move on from there. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's a long extensive answer, but I, I want people to oh, know. Oh, no, 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 no. Part of the reason we don't know what to do in, in, in the physical realm is because we really don't know what to do in the spiritual one. Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of what you're saying is causing us to really not have the conversation be so cleaned up. You know, let's get it out of us. You know, let's get it out of you. What is your issue with me? What is my issue with you? We got to move beyond this because, you know, like I said, there's no way in the world that we're both in the body of Christ. And when I'm hurt, you don't feel anything. Absolutely. You know, uh, and I'm, I, you know, I've been in first John, um, 
you know, just reading about walking in light, walking in darkness. And, Absolutely. you know, he says, this is the gospel message. And he starts to unpack what that gospel message is. And it's about love regardless, you know, as you said earlier, how in the world can you hate your brother who you see daily? Right. But then say you love God whom you've never seen. And then you turn around in his revelation that he is constantly talking about nations being present in the new earth. So absolutely. We had counseling this morning, gentlemen, and um, my oldest son is in counseling as well. And what we were talking about is the way that in marriage, your life has created a narrative that you believe. Mm -hmm. And based upon that narrative, you interact. Mm -hmm. But if you're not careful to know what your narrative is, you'll ask questions out of a narrative you already believe where the narrative itself might be false. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, you can hurt your spouse. Mm -hmm. And so immediately following counseling, um, we have this calendar here in our, in our kitchen and it shows when the nurses will be in and who will be in. And uh, I came down the stairs and as I came down the stairs, Kendra was standing in the kitchen. My wife's name is Kendra. And she said, um, why did you write these names on the calendar? And I said, Hey, so before, before I answer your question, do you see that there's already a narrative that you believe about who wrote that on the calendar? Right. Your question was not who wrote it. Your question was, why did you write it? Which presupposes that I wrote it. Mm -hmm. The calendar happens to have the initials T and K on each day. But our, we have nurses named Trish and Kara. Mm -hmm. But when my wife looked at the calendar, she saw the initials T and K and immediately thought Timotheus and Kendrick. She told me she recognized it wasn't the kid's handwriting, so she assumed that it was mine. Mm -hmm. And based upon that already happening in her mind, she then asks a question, why did you do this? Well, before we can really address anything as it relates to culture, ethnicity, we have to know where we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have to know where we're walking up to people and practically saying, well, why are you a Democrat? Mm -hmm. Well, that presupposes that I'm a Democrat. Mm -hmm. and, and just because I don't agree with Donald Trump and what he says doesn't mean that I'm a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And just because I don't agree with what Joe Biden says doesn't mean I'm a Republican. Right. I'm sorry, I'm a theocrat. Since I turned 18, I have not voted for one person in office. I have written in at every level, every time, because I don't see people who can lead our country mm. in the way that our country needs to go. Mm -hmm. And people go, well, Timotheus, you want them to be Christians. That ain't even necessarily true. This never was a Christian nation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> this never was a Christian nation, just for those who... Exactly. Say it again. For the people in the back. Exactly. never a Christian nation. Nope. Um, those who signed the declaration were deists and theists. Some of them, in the name of Christ, owned slaves. I don't know that you can do that. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know that you can dehumanize people. I must be popular today. I don't know that you can dehumanize people and mm -hmm. at the same time worship Jesus. I, I really, really yeah, don't know if you can. And so um, this was never a Christian nation. Mm -hmm. Christ mm -hmm. wasn't in the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. God bless America doesn't mean you're talking about the Christian one. Doesn't exactly. mean you're talking about Yahweh. Doesn't mean you're talking about the Lord, El Shaddai, El Elyon. No, no. It doesn't mean you're talking about Elohim. It doesn't, it, you could be talking about anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that said, 
It's not that I'm trying to have somebody be Christian because, again, in my narrative, I understand that I am a believer, one of God's chosen people, much like the Jews were in Rome. Mm -hmm. And so America is not my Christianity. Mm -hmm. My political party is not my Christianity. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's not true. Mine is because I'm a theocrat, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't have an earthly political party. Right, right. I am going to, by all means, vote for what I believe God says is true. And so if somebody is saying, well, what about homosexuality? And what about, uh, what, what about abortion? And what about, it's like, oh, okay. So you want me to be uh, anti-abortion? No, I want you to be pro-life. Oh, is that why you're speaking up for every life beyond the womb that doesn't mm. look like you? Come on. Mm. Look like to me, if you're that pro-life, when you see somebody like George Floyd lose his life, in public mm -hmm. while it's being recorded. If you're really pro-life, you would also be able to say Black Lives Matter. You'd also likely, if you're pro-life, be able to, I don't know, adopt and mm -hmm. have no problem with it. You can't be pro-life without being pro-adoption. If you were pro-life, you would look at the prison system and how many people are marginalized therein and died therein, mm -hmm. and you might go, hey, wait, we legalized marijuana in some states, and some of these guys who are on plea bargain for marijuana charges are still there. If I'm pro-life... Mm. Come on. I, I don't think you can be pro-life without being pro-living. Right. right. I think Come on. there are people who say I'm pro-life, right. but they're not pro-living. I, I, mm. I think you need to be pro-living if you're going to be pro-life. And so all of that said, gentlemen, I, I, I think that when people call for reconciliation as i said before like my good friend mike newton said i don't think they're really looking for reconciliation as they're looking for assimilation mm -hmm. can't we just get past this and not talk about it anymore not if we want to get through it no as a as as a man three days ago june 1st uh was the anniversary of three years of my son judah getting sick and going to the hospital I can choose to not see that, but I'm going to walk in Judah's room and see where he is. And I have to continue to remind myself of how he got there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can block it out if I want to, but likely if I do that, I'm going to believe something that ain't true. And then mm -hmm. I'll live out of that thing that's a lie. And then my lie will become my truth and I'll begin to spread it like a cancer or a gangrene. And in doing so, I will even take a Christian lens and shotgun blast it as if it's true and as if it's the gospel, when in actuality, it's my version of the gospel. Mm. I think that Jesus says what he says in Matthew 7. I'm on a, I'm, I'm on a roll. <laughs> I think he says what he says in Matthew 7, and this is what I, I, I need people to hear, because he's talking about Jesus, not mm. putting your faith in a faith, not putting mm. your faith in an idea of who Jesus is, not making an idol out of Christianity, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But believing in Jesus, the crucified Christ, the marginalized Jew, the son of God and son of man, the conquering king and suffering servant, you're embracing all of what he said and all of who he is, and you're willing to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. If once the heat starts coming to your Facebook page because you spoke up and said something close to Black Lives Matter and you're willing to back up, I believe that Jesus is saying, if you're not willing to go there in those spaces, I have nothing to teach you because that's all I know. Mm -hmm. When he says you can't be my disciple, disciple means student. What does a master teach his students? Well, what he knows. Mm -hmm. What does Jesus know? How to forsake privilege, how to give up prominence, how to lay down his life. Greater love has no man than this, and he will lay down his life for his friends. And so this is who Christ is, and we're not willing to lay our lives down, lay down our political platforms, lay down our privilege in order to pursue him? 
then when he says, depart from me, I never knew you, I think he might be talking to those who think that they know him, but in works deny him. They, they mm-hmm. profess that they know him, but in works deny him, being abominable and reprobate. Mm-hmm. And, but, but, but again, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so our job is to speak the truth, what? In love, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. might understand. Reconciliation means you first have to confess and from that confession comes a repentance. And from that repentance comes a justification in relationship, a sanctification in relationship, a glorification in relationship, and then a, a forgiveness and a trust. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm. Deep. That's good. If we preach that, how, how, easier, how much easier would it be to proclaim the gospel if people understood that? Right? Because I just, all I did was share the gospel between right. that's how we're reconciled to God. Right. So clearly, that's how we would be reconciled to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 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 to me, when you when you preach a gospel devoid of justice, mm-hmm. how can you then preach what I just preached? Because your gospel already is devoid of justice. It just has Jesus dead, living, dead, buried, and risen, but it doesn't have him suffering mm-hmm. as a marginalized Jew under the unjust, oppressive rule of Rome and the ostracizing of his people. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want him to be the ruler that they wanted. Mm. That's, That's good. Dope. That's good. Hey, you um, dropped that bomb. <laughs> I was I was actually gonna ask you in conclusion, um, to <laughs> kinda some of your thoughts on you know the gospel and justice, but you hit it literally everything let me let me right ask now. this jamal so, yeah, um Go ahead. to to help the people out um what would you recommend some reading material oh great question i get this question all the time trouble mm-hmm. i get this question all the time and i'm going to again i'm not trying to be crass gentlemen i really am not mm-hmm. um your bible mm. say it for the ones in the back I'm going to say it again, your Bible. And, and I need you to know everybody who's writing any material is writing from a perspective. Mm-hmm. They're writing from within a narrative. And I would love to tell you, please listen to me and don't question it. No, please question me. Please mm-hmm. fact check me. Please mm-hmm. make sure that everything I said, you look at the scriptures and the Holy Spirit confirms with you. If that's not the case, I don't want to live a lie. Please call me. Hit me up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Timothy's Pope. Hit me up. I want to make sure that I'm not living a lie. Now, if you're that person going, you believing in the white man's religion, how you believe that this book is true, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the scriptures are by faith to begin with. If you understand the philosophy of religion, the word means to bind back. Something's broken. We all know it. I'm just subscribing to the reality that God says, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For those who come to him must first believe that he is and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. My proof is in the pudding of Jesus Christ being dead and resurrected. But I'm going to tell you, if I'm wrong, as Paul says, and I agree in 1 Corinthians 15, Mm -hmm. I am of all people most to be pitied because I stake my whole life on this gospel. Mm. Come on. So, so, So again, I am not afraid of... Uh, the end of time, standing in front of the Holy of Holies and saying, I did what I believed your word said to do. I'm not afraid of that because I believe that's what his word says. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not wishy-washy in that. Mm-hmm. 
So if somebody were to say to me, no, that's, that's the white man's religion, here's all of this proof for it. I'm going to tell you, you still got to put faith in that, as William James said in his book, The Will to Believe. That's the nature of belief. Mm-hmm. The nature of belief is I cannot prove George Washington existed. I just have to take somebody else's word for it. Mm-hmm. I can't prove that there was actually a man named Confucius. Mm-hmm. I just have to take some people's word for it. I'm just saying the word that I'm willing to take is the man that to this day they ain't found his body. And, and the narrative that continues is the disciples stole his body, but 10 out of 12 were martyred. Mm-hmm. So it like to me, if you know you stole his body, ain't no need to go die for nobody. Exactly. Why, why, would you, why would you preach bodily resurrection in Jerusalem? Yeah, dude, it makes no sense. Exactly. It makes no sense. Not only that, <laughs> if you already know you lying, why would you then, if you Peter, get crucified upside down? Why would you, John, let them boil you in hot oil if right. you're lying? If you didn't see him up? If you are, if you are Paul and you killing Christian, pulling folk out their house and killing them in broad daylight, mm-hmm. why would you turn around and preach the same gospel? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that makes it true. What I'm saying is, it come, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ to begin with, and so I'm a trust in that truth. But I would tell people, anybody who wants to read something, man, read your Bible. Amen. Read your Bible. I could tell you to read stand from the beginning. But all, it, all it's going to do is confirm for you what the Bible already says. Mm-hmm. I can tell you to read Brian Moritz's Insider, Outsider, or uh, uh, oh, Right, Color, Wrong Culture. Yeah. I can tell you to pick those books up. I could, I could list, uh, uh, you know, A House Divided, um, all of these. That doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you don't understand the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that's pure that has a kingdom agenda is God's word. Mm-hmm. We talk about the sin of racism. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know the word racism is not in the Bible, but there is a word called partiality. Mm-hmm. And racism is just another form of partiality. It's a, it's a, it's a child's sin of partiality. Right. Just like greed and lust are really children of pride and lie. Mm-hmm. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. I need people to understand that if we're to really know God and know what to do in today's time, I love First uh, Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And, and the sons of Issachar are named who uh, understood the times and knew what Israel should do. How did mm-hmm. they know that? The scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so I, I challenge people, man, understand the scriptures. And, 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 if, and God wants you to know him more than anybody. Amen. The Holy Spirit is not uh, illiterate or, 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 or remedial in, in trying to help you understand the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I don't know if y'all grew up with remedial classes when you was young, but like the, the, that's oh, not yeah. how the Spirit oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. not how the Holy Spirit works. No, he wants you to know him. He wants you to know the truth. That's his job. Mm-hmm. He was given to us to testify to the truth of Jesus. He wants us to understand the word. Amen. And Amen. We tend, we tend to go, oh, I can't understand this on my own. Well, that means you lost because the Bible says the natural man can't understand them. Yes. 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 If you saved, you certainly can understand it because the spirit of God wants to reveal to you what God says. Amen. Amen. And so I would say scripture, 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 scripture. And when they ask you for another reading, more scripture. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it, guys. If we were reading the scriptures to begin with, we wouldn't Uh have the foolishness we have. Amen. Groups didn't come out of scripture. That's true. Parish ministry didn't come out of scripture. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. Youth ministry didn't come out of scripture mm-hmm. because it's a collectivistic culture. There were not these delineations weren't present. Mm-hmm. That's why the issue arose, and they didn't even know about the Hellenistic Jews uh, and, and 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 the Hebraic Jews. 
They didn't know because all of a sudden people were like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And what did the disciples say? Hey, we ain't gonna lead the word, so let's choose some men to make this happen. Right. We mm -hmm. create all these delineations. Shoot, the way we do church, I'm just gonna say this. Y'all don't let, you're, you're, see, this uh -oh. ain't my fault because we didn't. Uh -oh. No, you good. Help yourself. <laughs> the way that we do church is synagogue, mm -hmm. right? There's a collection of people mm -hmm. that happens on a day of the week, but mm -hmm. the church is the people. People talking about some, they didn't stop the church. They attacking the church with COVID-19. For real? Because I can be a Christian everywhere. Amen. That's not confined to no four walls or no building. I can love, I'm loving my brothers right here, right now through Zoom. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken of the assembling of myself together with one another. I'm right now trying to obey Romans 13 and Hebrews chapter 10. Mm -hmm. But if the only time you cut on your, the only time you turn on, Anything to talk to another believer is Sunday morning when you're watching that service from Crosstown and you're driving 45 minutes, but you don't know the believer next to you. Uh oh, mm. something wrong with that picture. Touch the nerve. Shouldn't have said that, Pope. Shouldn't have said that. I'm just, <laughs> we, we, we do all of this stuff and we talk about church, and, but, but the church we have embraced mm -hmm. isn't about the people. I love the way Chris Johnson at Divine Unity Community Church said it last night on his PC talkback. He said, You know, a lot of churches are going to have to shift and change what they do. But if you were already pursuing the biblical narrative of every nation, tribe, language, and tongue, you ain't got to shift nothing. Come on. Because mm -hmm. you was already walking in that anyway. Right. If you right. were already connecting with people outside of the four walls of Sunday morning and the time frame of 11 to 1230 or 2, depending on your church. If you, I told them last night, it was Tuesday night. People talk about white church and black church. God ain't saying, I got a white hand and a black hand. This is body. Mm. Right. No, it's the church. It's the people. But not everybody mm. in the visible churches in the invisible church. And so we just need to be aware. We got to start questioning the narrative. Now, where did I get that from? Why do mm -hmm. I say parachurch? Why mm -hmm. do I say unreached people group? That mm -hmm. came out of some magazine written by people who trying to get more people to be missionaries. That didn't come out of the scripture. Mm -hmm. Fact is, if I understand the scripture, everybody didn't heard that without excuse. You telling me God, how, what's your view of God if he will let Satan get over to him so they can worship idols and he ain't over there? Mm -hmm. How limited is the God you serve and worship? No wonder then you're not willing to trust him with your tithe. Right. Mm -hmm. Or with your womb. I'm just going there. I'm just saying anything. No wonder we going, well, I mean, I'm not prepared to. I'm not ready to. I can't. No wonder people making fun of us for having seven kids in the body. It's like, that's interesting because David would have applauded us. Mm -hmm. Abraham would have been excited for us. Sarah mm -hmm. would have blessed us. Mm -hmm. And Christians today, because we look at this world, are going, oh, man, y'all crazy, man. We done. Oh, really? Because you were the one who made that happen. Just a reminder, um, God is the one who knits. There was one time a woman didn't even have sex and had a kid. There was a lot of times where people have sex and don't. They're called barren. Just mm -hmm. saying, if God is the one who knits and makes things happen, I don't know how we get to this point where we are acting like we are the ones who make it happen. Soapbox, but that answers your question about reading lists, scripture. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was good. That was good. And very I think good. it's uh it's very, very practical. Um, but I, I I just feel like it's one of those things that people don't address um and and really are honest with themselves to receive that and accept that because like you said before, you know, we have this 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 you know view of the gospel that's not biblical. You know, we have a made up gospel, we have a made up view of what the church is. We have a made up view of who Jesus is. 
we have a made up view of what everything is and how it happens in the scriptures and according to the scriptures. And we apply it here and we apply that to the scriptures instead of applying the scriptures to how we live this life. Preach. So, You're preaching, Jamal Seth. You keep going. <laughs> just trying to get like you. <laughs> <laughs> We're all trying to get like him, man. Like Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, Amen. Sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Trevor, you got anything, man? Man, I enjoyed it. Um, I really did. Uh, this is a much-needed conversation. You know, um, man, I wish we'd stay on longer, but we can do it again. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until the summer, man. If y'all want to do this again, by all means, hit me up. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. definitely. Most definitely. Definitely. But thank you all for listening. Thank you, T. Pope. Uh, we appreciate you so much uh, for taking time out of your day and um, sharing with us, sharing with all the people who are listening. Um, we appreciate you. We love you. Um, we love all of you guys who are listening. Um, again, thank you for listening, and uh, we will talk with you soon. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.